powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. She could pass for a negative American, too, kind of. Yeah, I heard that one. Indian. Yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the Guatemalan vibes. Uh, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're all... Well, yeah. I'm just going to stop right there. Dang, she's getting political uh, already. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's getting political already. Educate us, Nancy. I know nothing. What's the indigenous I know people nothing. of Guatemala? What do you mean? Are, were there any uh, Spanish conquistadors in Guatemala? Mm, they speak Spanish, right? Yeah. You have to be Spanish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhat, yeah. If you don't know this, this is dangerous. Don't ask me anymore. Coach. What do you, who's the, na- like, you know, Mexico natives are Mayans mm-hmm. and other aspects. <laughs> well, and, you don't and, know. You know, like, I don't who would know. be, uh, yeah, I don't know. Peru, it's, uh, what's his name? What's the guy from the Disney movie? Well, some of the, is Emperor's it? New Group. As- oh, yeah. What is he? What is he? Yeah, that know? was, um. Peru? I don't know. Mm-hmm. What is the native Peruvians? What were they called? Was Emperor's oh, New Group? Let me Google. What was he called? I don't know. What he called? Mm. How do you not know the native people of Guatemala name? I don't know. I was Ask your parents. Your parents are from Guatemala, right? You first See, I was going to say right? Mayan. It's Mayan also. It's Mayan also? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because part of Mexico is Aztec. So, yeah. Mayan. So, a lot of Mayans. shorter, oh, okay. my skin tone. If you notice, a lot of Guatemalans are very short. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. But... Those are the guys that like build those that stuff on YouTube, like build like houses <laughs> from sand <laughs> in like in like twenty hours. Well, I mean, you have I those everywhere. No, they're like Indonesians. <laughs> yeah, that's, they're like that's Indonesian. not Guatemala. That's the Pacific. <laughs> that no, is I'm a pretty, different area. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's South America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty. Well, they, they go back and forth. I'm pretty sure. No, both both yeah. cultures no. are gifted in shovels. That's the yeah. thing. That's my point. We're <laughs> using shovels. I don't know if I want to use this part. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, I'm half Mexican, so I can make that statement. I'm Mexican too. Yeah, yeah, I'm Mexican hilarious. too. Stop, I'm, Jesse. I'm, no, you're not. I'm literally 1% Mexican. Oh, I will gosh. show you my ancestry. 1%? There's that no way. Count. Somebody in your ancestry probably count. stopped for a burrito at some point <laughs> in their life. And that's the 1%. No, no, you guys. Way. I'm 1% Mexican and I'm 1% Jewish. If it may, Listen. Crazy, right? Listen, hold no. on. No. Crazy, right? Number one, Sephardic or Ashkenazi? You don't know. Uh, secondly, 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 in order to be one percent, that means like nine generations ago you were that. So nine generations ago, someone from Mexico went to wherever else you're most dominant in, because that that Listen, would be what I don't that know would the mean. story. I just know my ancestry and my spit said I, I was I Mexican so. and Jewish and a lot of black. Mexican, Jewish, and a lot of black. And a lot of black. There is no country called black, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the country black. I'm a lot of, of things. I'm a lot of things. I feel like you're from, I feel like you're Creole. You're from like Louisiana. Oh, that's a I good am. point. No, yeah. I am Creole. Oh, see there. Oh, Look. But Creole is Sick. a mixture of a lot of things. Well, it's a melting pot of a lot of things. Well, but yeah, it's 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 mace, it's mainly it's mainly French, Afro-Caribbean, it a- and 100% African. It is. So that's pretty easy to trace. 
What does your ancestry say? It says all of that. That's accurate. Oh, my God. That's all I wanted you to say, But I just man. wanted to show I was also Mexican and Jewish. Well, 1% doesn't really count, though. That's like Elizabeth Warren saying I'm, she's Indian. Yeah, I'm 2% North African. So, Corey. Uh, hello. <laughs> hey, not only can I be celebrated on Mexican Heritage Month as a preacher. Black History Month. But I could be black. What's Black History Month? February? February. You better give me something. You better give me something. It's going to be. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be me, and it's gonna be TD Jakes, and it's stop. Yeah, celebrate me. Like so, if Chelsea can celebrate herself for being yep, Mexican, I'm I think any less than ten percent isn't worthy isn't to be. That? No, what? No, anything. I less agree than 10%? because I, anything no. that means it's it's. I think nine generations ago, if you're one or two percent of something, that means that means ninth generation of something. That's a long time ago, you know. But that, that Something is like still that. in my it's blood, like eight or nine. That, So you're right. I mean, I think it's so diluted at that point. I'm just saying it's so <laughs> diluted at that point. It's like you can connect with anything at that point. Because we're all, I mean, you can go back to Noah. But listen, Noah. here's the thing. Might as well just go back to Noah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but listen, Chelsea, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to these modern ideologies of tribalism. If you want to identify as Hispanic, I welcome that. I don't Thank identify you for as my Hispanic. <laughs> I'm just saying it. I got some... In me, I identify as really black. But you're not. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I identify whatever gets me the most privilege. So if, I, if I'm in a Democratic <laughs> district, I'm Mexican. If I'm in a Republican district, I am white. Yeah, re recently Instagram just did like a, a survey thing where they're trying to get um, minority creators more exposure because they... Um, I guess I guess believe because of white privilege, like white right, white right, people. Okay. Are so one hundred percent. Oh yeah, I did that survey to better my algorithm on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I one hundred percent told yeah. that yeah. thing. They, yeah, I'm Mexican. They said, "Hey, we sure. want we want to make sure your content goes to the right people, That's why and you aren't under Hispanic." Boom, sure. Mexican. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm twenty five percent Spanish, twenty five percent Mexican, half everything else, but. For that survey, 100% Mexican. 100% Mexican. Right. Well, well. I mean, just say 50% person of color. That's all you got to say. 50% person of color. They don't even They don't even ask that. So I'm 100%. They don't let you do percentages. Well, did you guys know that the Hebrew Israelites actually count Hispanics as a part of their the 12 tribes? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. So they validate they validate Hispanics. It's not only African Americans. I didn't they know also that. validate Hispanics. That's cool. Yeah. So I saw I saw an ad me. on YouTube. Yeah, it's uh, really basically cool. they yeah. say brown people. So mm. anyone like they were trying to recruit in the brown, in so the brown yeah. people yeah. thing. So they don't consider Asians and they don't consider um, Caucasians. But well, yeah, of course. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying Asians aren't counted either. But right, to them, right. yeah, anyone who's they consider brown, so that Hispanics, Hispanics and yeah. and um, you know, probably like India and stuff like that. So. Anyways, here we are. <laughs> anyway, now that yeah. I'm yeah. now that I'm officially black Israelite, just want to make that clear. <laughs> black Hebrew Israelite. Well, because you're Mexican, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whenever I get next to a black Israelite, I, more than anything, I just want them to like me. I, don't I know do what, like I, you. I don't know what it is. I do like you. You're not a black Israelite. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even tell me two tenets of the black Israelite. Oh, God. Oh, dang. But I do want them to like me. So right away, I start calling God Yahweh because I know that that's a big deal for them. Oh, gosh. So Well, I used to and stand then I on the corner <laughs> and uh, recite scripture, so I kind of uh, can relate yeah, with what they do. You used to do street preaching. You'd get cussed. Yeah, but those guys, those guys are on another level, though. Those guys are on another level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are. Caleb yeah. used to do that. He Caleb would go to DMVs, 
he would go to people's lunch breaks have and he'd have like a little probably it's probably somewhere somewhere he'd have like a little he'd have like a little pocket microphone that sat like a like a belt loop like in his belt loop and he had oh, a little yeah. microphone. Oh, yeah, we went all in. Yeah, yeah. But unlike the black Hebrew Israelites, I don't know if they all do this, but they, like, have white people, like, kiss their kiss their shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I yeah, didn't go there, that there's far. A, there's, there's some uh, symbolism. Uh, I didn't go that far, but, yeah, it was more, like, just old school. What do you think about street traditional now? Guys who stand on corners. Probably more people, people stand on corner with a sign. What do you think about that? Uh, I, I don't... Um, I don't, I don't, I don't feel called to do that anymore. I don't think mm-hmm. it's effective for me. I think, uh, for, for my personal, where I'm at personality wise, um, it's, it, it's, I would just say that, that the most effective way to evangelize is one-on-one relationships. Yeah. That's where I've come to where I, where I used to think that that was, that was the most effective for like, for like four years. Oh, longer than that. Short, oh, I did okay. it from the, from, from the age of 16, um, into, till I was like 23. So twenty four, um, but That's a long um, time. probably twenty four. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would just say that that I used to when I did it. The reason I did it was because I thought that was the most effective way of evangelism, one on one, handing out tracts, street preaching. Whereas now, I don't necessarily hate on it, but I just think that the most effective way is through relationship, right. interpersonal relationship, friendship. You know, allowing, you know, not 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 like having this like script. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing that I'm kind of against is like this, this, um, this manipulative kind of script that op- that pre- open air preachers yeah. often use, um, and and one on one tract evangelism uses like this. This just yeah, script. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they have your four points to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of don't I'm I'm kind of against that and kind of don't find it that that yeah. effective. I think it yep. needs to be organic. I think it needs to be natural. I think every situation the vocabulary should be a little different. You know, because yeah. the person, the person needs to feel that you're not just like trying to, um, you're not just trying to uh, g- get them to sign on the dotted line, commit to Christ. It's like, and then walk away. They need to yeah. know that you genuinely care about them. <clears throat> yeah, 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 definitely. You know, so anyways. that's where we once had. I told you that we once had a guy. He, he came and he came to me. and He said, "Well, you know, you, you're you're a good preacher, but I want to I want to see you street preach at the mall. If you could lead someone to um. Christ at the mall." Then, then I'll I'll like this church, and I said, "What? Well, that's probably not going to happen." <laughs> and, and he said, "He said, then, then you're you're a fake preacher. I'm not going to call you pastor." I said, "I don't care what you call me. I'm I'm not going to go to the mall with you yeah. to try to prove myself." And then that's when people, some people know the story. That's when he said, "Even if I have to follow your wife home, I will see mm. if you're the real deal or not." Oh, he told snap! Me that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you got your dog on him. <laughs> I don't have my dog yet, but oh, what yeah. I did do, uh, what I did do, I gave him a fair warning that if he came to my house <laughs> and 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 stuff like that, and follow my wife, that there'd be repercussions. <laughs> but uh, but I did honestly. Then I then I then I said, you got to choose. Do you want to go into? Because he was at church. I said, do you want to go into church or do you want to go home? You want me to call security? And he said, I want to go into church. I said, get your butt into church. <laughs> That's what I said. I said that. <laughs> he was like a kid. It was like your age when you were right. street preaching. He was like 23. Oh, really? So oh. I told the kid, get okay. your butt into church. I ain't okay. proving you nothing, boy. Well, yeah, his frontal lobe isn't no. fully developed yet. What is it? 26? 25. 25. 25, so 25. He's got time. Don't be yeah. too hard on him. I know. I just, I, he did, he, he did. Now, six months later, he did 
appear in front of my car with a knife at church. Oh shoot! So it did go. It did go. It did increase. That's a problem, right? Yeah. What's the life we live today? I mean, it's such a mental health crisis. Oh, for sure. You know. You know. I mean, I agree. I'm just saying, I would freak out a little bit. Like you just told the story there. Yeah. Somebody was waiting with a knife. That's scary. No, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But we got, you know, we we have, we have great top people. Top notch security. Yeah, we got top notch security here, and obviously, I, you know, it's like they mean well. Like, know? what's like? like okay, like, wait, wait. This brings really, up a this honestly, brings up a good yeah. question though. Like in the history of 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 being in the church, raised in the church, in a mega church, like a booming mega church, since we were kids, like just yeah. seeing like. It, it never being a year where it remained stagnant. It was always constantly growing, growing, growing. And then, um, so we've, we, we, we know of some crazy events. So like, what's like the most dangerous, crazy circumstance that, that, that you can think of that happened? Oh man. Oh man. I think, I think, um, let's see. Uh, um, I think more of it's the risk. I, I, uh, so, so, so. I mean, one of the recent ones was that there was someone that I grew up with that is a is a very large African-American. So he's like six, four big guy. And um, and he was on he was on he was on drugs, visibly on drugs, but mm. no one could tell. And so I was up on stage after after worship and, you know, people were at the altar and stuff like that. And so while I was talking, he said he was going to and kill me when I got down from stage. Jeez. And I could, I was talking and I could hear him saying it. I'm going to kill you. In the moment, I thought he was talking about Satan. I thought, you know, sometimes oh, people wow. are like pray out loud and they say weird stuff, you know. So yeah. that's what I'm, I could recognize him. Like, I know this kid since I was, you know, since we were like 12. Right. Um, and so finally then it triggers to me. I'm like, oh, no, he's serious. He's like, Adam, when you get down, I'm going to kill you. Jeez. And wow. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And and Jeez. Phil, you know Phil Phil, who was uh, saved from a lot of OG stuff. <laughs> I look over at Phil and I'm like, "Yo, this is like this is a thing." And sure enough, when we said, "Hey, go and hug someone and greet your neighbor," Phil and two other guys hugged him so hard they dragged him out to church, and um and and Dang. sure enough, he w- he was he was high and and he got arrested and he was uh you know he had to sober up and uh, like a year later he apologized and was like, "Hey, I was on drugs. I didn't know what I was doing, but." I Whoa. I was gonna kill you, you know. Whoa! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm wow, so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. I my mind had convinced me to to do that in that moment. So Jeez. that was pro. I mean, we've had a lot of crazy stuff, but that was the one that I <clears throat> genuinely felt like if someone didn't notice what was going on when I got off stage, there there could have. I didn't know what he had on him or did or didn't, but there was gonna be an altercation for sure. That was, and I was on stage, so I couldn't talk to anybody. So that's Man. where you really felt like you were you were you know. So as of right now, like at our church, you can't worship at the altar because we just have right, situations right. like that. Yeah. That's just and you feel bad, but it's just hey, listen, the mental health crisis today is so crazy, especially post COVID. Yeah, we all you need is one bad thing to happen, mm-hmm. and then say oh well, we should have or we could have, and it, it's just you have you have to be way more precautious nowadays. So mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then recent, you know, our brother he was in the parking lot. Uh, a guy who was uh, on drugs came up to him and he said, "I have something for you." Put his hand oh, in his yeah, pocket. Yeah. Uh, he he made yeah. the he made the gesture of a of a gun in his pocket. Wow. So for every intensive purpose, you thought he was pulling out a gun. And he said, "You ready? You ready to die? You ready to die?" And then he pulled his hand out and he had a hit like he made a gun out of his hand. Yeah. And he was like, "I could have, I could have." And then and then again called the police. I mean, you just and you know, for me, I've always said like. 
Cause uh, I don't carry, but I've always said, even if I did carry, like like the the the, the people that we interact with, they're they're so mentally unhealthy mm-hmm. that I would never have peace if I exercised mm-hmm. justice on someone that was mentally unhealthy. Yeah, it's one thing if you just come in and you try to rob me. It's one thing if you just break into my house, right. then my conscience is going to be clear right. for what I got. It's another thing when I can look at you and I can tell you have some demons. Right, and I'm gonna exercise right. justice right? right that that i wouldn't be able to live with you know like it would be on my conscience forever yeah know, if yeah I, if i did something yeah yeah but, but yeah. at the same time you got to do what you got to do you yeah know? yeah it's crazy yeah when we were younger we had someone run up to our dad with uh boxing gloves while he was preaching that's the one i i nights. remember yeah, that yeah, i yeah. that i recall <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 he was the preaching, boxing <laughs> he was preaching yeah. on a sunday uh construction worker came and he nuts. was in all his what? stuff too he was in his high vis vest and same thing, same thing like what I thought. He was saying, I'm going to hurt you, I'm going to hurt you. They thought he was talking about Satan. Um, and uh, and so the guy's like hitting his boxing gloves. And sure enough, when the sermon starts, my dad starts preaching, he gets up there and he goes to hit our dad and security tackles him. And he basically, he had convinced himself that um, that the preacher was the embodiment of Satan and he was there to, to kick wow. his butt, you know, like, right. like it's, uh, yeah, with gloves, on, with real boxing gloves on real boxing gloves. Yeah. Yeah. They Those were crazy times. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Wow. Yeah. Times. That was in a smaller building and, yeah. and it, the room was packed. And then the another walls. time back in the day, we, you know, we used to have a youth ministry that reached out to a lot of the gang culture of, you know, the early nineties, a lot of the Crips, Bloods, their parents. That's what were, I remember. Yeah. Their parents, yeah. their parents yeah. moved them out of Inglewood, Compton, and they came out to our neck of the woods an hour out. And so our youth ministry was known as a as a gang-free territory. It was the one place that Crips and Bloods right. agreed that they would live side and spite going to church on Wednesday nights. Because the youth, youth pastor ministry. was very evangelistic. <laughs> yeah, and out he to came them. from some of that culture yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And so specifically one Wednesday, someone stood outside of the youth building, which was all glass windows, and he yelled out, someone's name that from a from a rival gang and he held up the gun and he unloaded uh four bullets in the air in the middle of service while someone was preaching and he took off running and that i remember that was like a big deal parents were like i don't know our parent my parents are i don't know what it was like for you we're, we're two years different but we have, we're brothers we have saber i just remember mom and dad wouldn't let always let me go to youth ministry like it was like they even well, when I yeah. got old it enough they were like oh, go to, they were like go to children's ministry. No, it was kind of unspoken. You know? They never required us to do youth because yeah. like because the, the 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 route that the vi- the 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 youth ministry took with the scene, with the youth pastor was more of an evangelistic thing to reach yeah. those types of communities. And so but that's the thing it's like I mean we could this was actually great um a great lead into one of these videos that we have about um like when the church tries to be relevant. So yeah. so we could show like we could show this clip, but let me just let me just start the, start it with like um like just uh saying like our church experience during those times was you know, we the youth pastor took this route of this Wednesday, uh I, I think it was Wednesday night it was Wednesday night and it was like it was trying to like um um 
tap into the hip hop community and to the yeah, they to started the, a nightclub the club, on, on Friday night. Uh, Friday night, Shatterack and you had yeah, yeah, and you had that same culture on a Wednesday night. Yeah, and so um, you had like uh, dance battles. Yeah, 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 you know, during praise and worship, and even after like yeah. dance battle, rap battles. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 like eight mile. Eight but the thing stuff. is, was, is that like, we had, like it was the biggest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As far as numbers wise, yeah, yeah. Like if 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 that's how you think of evangelism, it was a success because it, it it brought like unbelievers like yeah. it but but it was unpredictable afterwards like oh, there, there were fights, fights but there but there were yeah, fist fights virtually every night yeah, like yeah, there yeah. were fist fights yeah, yeah so you know I would I, yeah yeah but it was that that's but that that's a great like discussion though it's like how how you know, relevant with, with do you need churches, to be to like, reach people yeah how, like the uh, whole like, secret sensitive secret friendly discussion and everything right, right. and when how far is too far you know, so let's yeah, let's yeah, show yeah, this yeah. clip. There, there's a clip we have. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. This is just what do you got, Gabe? What do you this got? You got some game? Tri- it's, got some? it's titled "Churches, Churches Trying Too Hard." I think is, what <laughs> is that what it's titled? Churches yeah, Trying Too Hard. All right, let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see it. <laughs> what is this? Nelly's hot in here. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. So This can't be serious though. <laughs> no, it can't be a real church. This is a Sunday uh, it's, service? it's a good caricature. <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's a real thing. I'm sure. Yeah, but it's a good. There's no way that's real. There's no way that's real. There's no way. (laughs) I want to know the backstory behind that. Yeah, that's for sure. Right, right. But it's a good caricature of kind of what we're talking about. Like, because there are some churches, like Chelsea. Chelsea would agree with this. She's brought this up in the past. Like, just the cringe level of 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 some some churches, and it's Chelsea's traveled all over the world. Yeah, with with with, uh, with herself, but also with someone she was mentored under. Travel way more churches than you and I have. How many? I can't even hear you. Mark, I've, I've seen on. some crazy stuff. <laughs> what are some things that are crazy? I just have to hear because I don't get out that often. So believe it or not, I, you know, whatever I see is going to be on, on social media. But. I mean, like, this is not like super crazy, but we went to an all Spanish speaking church and two things happened there where I was like, I don't think I want to come back. Uh, who I was under, who was being mentored, she she can't speak Spanish. So she had a translator. So halfway through her message, the translator starts pre- preaching her own thing. And I'm like, wow, you're a translator. You're not the communicator. And then I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. we're in. So we're in the weird. And it was in New York too. I'm like, this is weird. Then it was raining. So we, we walk out of the sanctuary. Every single female had either a trash bag on or shower cap or a grocery bag over their hair. So they didn't get their hair wet. I said, get me out of this church. It was just a What weird churches have you seen work? that have tried to be like overly relevant? I, I I won't say names. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You don't. Um, because I could do that. 
Um, <laughs> they, I, I've been to churches that have tried to do the whole Kanye thing where everybody's wearing, you know, the full on suit and you can tell it doesn't fit their culture. Like you don't do this. This is not yeah, your like type this. of music. It's like you had the whitest, whitest old people Old people who are about song. to be in the grave and then, singing uh, yeah. hot in here. And they're not even didn't in even change the, <laughs> Didn't even change the So that hair. really happened. Adam. That really <laughs> happened when we saw. Genuinely yeah. happens. Yeah, right, right. Oh, yeah. At least change the <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> It I thought they were going to change the lyrics. Oh so I was my off guard. gosh. It's just so cringy. Yeah. There's, there's a, yeah. It, there, there, and not to call out too much, but <laughs> I, I know of a church in Florida that, that every, every single year, I mean, they'll, they'll actually do like the full on performances and full on songs. So like, like, like they'll really do Hamilton. They'll, they'll really do <laughs> Star Wars Avengers. Like part and of then, a series? Yeah, yeah, yeah they'll yeah. like introduce their series. Or there's another church that's famously they just got sued by Lynn Mor- 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 Manuel Miranda. Uh-huh. For, oh wow! Um, because they took Hamilton and they added like they spun it and added Christian lyrics to it, mm. but they did a Hamilton play. Okay. And um, yeah, he straight up got his people, yeah. and they're like trying yeah. to sue the daylights out Dang. of him. Dang. Wow. Um, um, but I think. What 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 do you think is like what what do you think is the where do you think's the limit of being like relevant for evangelism, but then like going too far where now you're just you're just accepting culture like anyone in there's just got to be thinking that you're okay with everything that's going on in in the world. Gosh, well, I think I think I think as I think as it relates to I think understanding your demographic and who you want to reach. Because like we talked about last week, like not every church is called to everybody. So, you know, every church has its own distinct culture. And um, so I think using wisdom and discernment along those lines. But I think, uh, but I I wouldn't, I think the church needs to remain distinctive for the most part. I think the church needs to um, create their, create their own stuff. I think, I think um, they need to, um, you know, they, 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 they shouldn't rely on the world, you know, the, because when when I come to church personally, like I can get the world any second of the day. You know, I can go to the movies. I can, you know, concert, do whatever yeah. I want. When I come to church, I want it to be different. You know, I want it. I want it to be. I want. I want there to be a, a reverence. I want there uh, to be a focus on God and His Word and worship and community. Um, uh, fellowship, um, and I think it's important too that primarily the gathering, the church, is a place for believers. Um, primarily, the, the gathering, the meeting, the Sunday gathering. Th- that's why you know Paul talks about communion, you know, being for for believers. That the the taking of bread, taking of wine, you know, that's for believers. And so, you know, as far as like what you do during the week, that's when you start focusing focusing on evangelism and outreach. But the actual church walls itself needs to remain a distinctive Christian culture uh, within it. And then during the week, that's when you do your food giveaways, pantries, outreach center, you know, um, if you wanted to do some sort of a club sort of a thing like like th- like we did back in the day, like, yeah, do it on a Friday night. Just don't bring that into a Wednesday night. Don't bring that into a Sunday. Don't bring that into like when the church is meant to gather. You know, make sure that that's dis- a distinctive thing. Yeah. So, I just think times are changing too. I think I think there was a day and age where the 
the the church was seen as very stuffy and uh, religious and ununderstanding and um, uncommunicative in ideas and theology and things like that, where I think a lot of churches try to go in this route of whenever, you know, the hot in here thing was an extremism, but like Chelsea just said, like doing a Kanye thing or saying, hey, this is what Kanye is doing. We should do it in church or whatever it is. It was this it was this hope that, oh, hopefully we can make things familiar for people where they'll come into church and they'll like realize we're not like the old thing of what it used to be. But at the same time, like it only lasted for a very short time because I think we're seeing with a new generation right. coming up who has way more of a call to orthodoxy, who, who right. really wants to go into a church and it to be very different right. than the world that they live in. And when I say different, I'm not saying the um, elements of like lighting or, cause some people put that into a worldly sense. Like, Oh, this no, I don't even think or drums. Yeah. Or drums. Instruments. Or, like we're not even talking yeah, about I'm that. I'm not talking that's about that. Even, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm talking about literally stripping, um, ideals, lyrics, music, sounds right. straight from culture and adding in Christian <clears throat> lyrics to it now or taking a sermon series and literally, you know, literally adapting that right. and almost almost glorifying that movie or while just, trying to share a message, right? Or just giving a TED Talk and not even like right. quoting the Bible one verse and then you're off to like a TED Talk self-help. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's where that was very short-lived. And now, like, what people are wanting to really wanting is like, I want to go into church, and how is this completely different from the world that I live in right now, and, right. and and the space that I live in right now, right? And that's what has to be. I mean, that that any any I think any church that's moving forward with that, trying to be extremely relevant in terms of adapting cultural normatives into the church, yeah, uh, they're not going to see a lot of life for long. I mean, I, I think the most life you're going right. to see is when we say. We're going to, like you said, distinctively be separated. We're going to be, Christianity is the called out ones. We're going to be the called out ones. You're going to come here and you're going to say, this is very different than the world I live. That's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. You know? And so it's, I think it's way, and I've been there before. Like I've been the guy who's, who's tried to, you know, walk the walk of like adapting to what culture's doing and then bring it in the church. And I just always felt and saw that it went to way more of the dangerous track, like getting right. a lot more people who are lukewarm, a lot more people when you're trying to tell them, hey, man, this is what the word says. And they're like trying to reconcile because they're like, didn't we just do a Beyonce thing last week? What do you mean the world? And right. what do you mean you're telling me to watch what I listen to? We just took their song right. and just did it like it to, right. to a young person that does not make sense no, in their head. Right. You know, it doesn't. Um, so. You know, it's 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 and I be think way more clear. I think too, like anytime we do it, it's kind of cringe and it's kind of like the world knows it because like I remember remember a, a a statement going back to Kanye, statement Kanye has made in regards to like his current church preferences, and he's like, you know, I wanna I wanna go to a church where I'm just given. I think this was a Joe Rogan interview where I wanna just hear the word exposited and preached to me and taught to me because I can get the emotions in my, in my daily life. Like that's what I'm, that's mm -hmm. my whole life is, is creativity, emotional, hyper emotionalism, like just, you know, but, but, you know, but when I come to church, I just, I want to know about the Bible, you know? And so that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of <clears throat> along those lines of, you know, we need to give the world um, something distinctive, distinctively Christian, and grounded in in a reverence, and grounded in uh, the Christian the Christian tradition, 
and um, and 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 yeah. not being dependent <clears throat> upon the world, n- not being cringe, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like 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 we've done sermon series before where it's like, um, you know, where 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 you do like. Uh, focus on movies Mm -hmm. so like you know for a month series you know you do like uh uh like like an avengers not message or or star wars message where you where you try to see the gospel in these various stories and if you do that once a year or every now and again for the sake of outreach and you have ice cream outside and you have you know uh, jumping houses for kids and, and and it becomes an like that's that's great yeah, 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 it's when it's like all the time, and this is like you know we're consistently talking. How can we bring in new cultural ideas? In, in yeah, you know, and we and we guise it under under outreach, you right? Know, we're really right. Everyone is pretty cringed by it. <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, it's like it's pretty like we we're not doing it as good as the the world did. Yeah, and we're and it's just a it looks like it looks like a weird Al Yankovic right you know, exactly like version yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, of the whole thing. Yeah, you know, so yeah. that's why it's me. Like I always go back and forth because you, you know you have good days and bad days in terms of like in terms of how you're doing church. So it's like sometimes I'll just be like, man. And I was even talking to my buddy yesterday because he's like he's part of a, a denomination that's like 300 years old, and he gets <laughs> he gets to wear those like bishop, you know, like bedazzled, you know, what like is this robes and stuff like that. He's a um, He's African uh, Methodist Episcopal. Um, uh, I don't want to get it wrong, but okay. but basically, um, <clears throat> it was one of the first African American denominations. It was Methodist because the white Methodists wouldn't let them worship with them, so they started mm. the Black Methodist. So it's African in, in race, mm. Methodist in theology, Episcopal by um, a oh church culture. Gosh. So uh, they're lot. you know they have bishops and they have. Um, um, which totally makes sense when you understand, you know, uh, church history and stuff like that. But <clears throat> each bishop, pastor, minister, all that—they have the, you know, they were they they were the 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 tunics and just like just like two thousand years ago with all the orthodox. So sometimes I'll be like, man, I'm just gonna, I'm I'm just gonna completely wear a uniform on Sundays. Like I'm just I'm not even gonna. And then I think to myself, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but, but sometimes I get in moods well, well, like, I'm like you want to look like Neo. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all black, yeah, dude. Like, but sometimes I'll be like, because it's just like sometimes I'll like I don't want to be thrown into that category of like that whole culture of like trying to be relevant. But it's just mm-hmm. like like just you and I how we're dressed right now. But this is just us, like. We're also human. So I go to that of like, well, I'm human. I'm not trying to be relevant. I'm just yeah. human. That's what I'm, I'm American. That's what I am. But then sometimes you get so kind of tired of that caveat of like this chase towards relevancy, even though I'm not trying to do it. But you look, you know, I don't want no one to put me in that court. So here, I'm going to overly correct and I'm, I'm going to wear a bishop's, you know, <laughs> like, and there's sometimes I've done weddings with like clergy collars just because I didn't want to wear uh, like a tie. Yeah. I'm like, do I'm going to wear a clergy collar. Right, like, I'm right, going to just, right, right, I'm going right. to, everybody's calling me right. father and everything like <laughs> right, that. But right, I'm like, father, oh, cool, you know, like, Adam. I'm I'm done, start you calling know? you father Adam. El, no, I want El Padre. <laughs> el Padre. El Padre. El Padre. El Padre. El Padre. Yeah, man. It's just like you get in moods. Shout out Padre Pio. Padre Pio. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. Welcome welcome to the the fold. (laughs) Welcome to the fold, Shia. You know, and this is one of the things. This is one of the challenges I feel I have in the digital marketing world because when you're in that world, you're faced with you know you have TikTok now, you have Instagram, and it's like if you want to be 
in that algorithm, you got to pick up what's trending. And so as a church, I feel like that's one of the battles. And actually, Chelsea sent me something that was really 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 important was just like okay let's not just focus on making this a billboard or um, just having graphics that just show okay this is the event this is the time be here but she sent me something that was more the guy was talking about let's make this something where we're serving the people you know and we're inspiring we're encouraging so back to the comment of we're in, in in times that are changing it's like it's we just did a reel yesterday too where the lyrics were changed and it was a christian format versus a secular format so it's like knowing the battle is knowing when to choose a song yeah. and when not to choose a song that is the battle i'm constantly facing in the yeah. digital world yeah you know i think some mm. people are always going to be overly religious and so it's like you can never please everyone yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i think that's part of the problems we live in is like we we People don't know how to live in nuance anymore. Mm. So it's like they want everything black and gray or yeah. black and white and no gray. And so like to me, it's like, um, you know, whatever song you guys may have chosen, if it was changed into a Christian way, even if it's just a regular song, like to me, one thing, TikTok and Instagram is one thing. And then going into a, a place of worship mm -hmm. where the point is Got to it. glorify God. Yeah. When right. I'm doing a TikTok, my point on a TikTok or an Instagram is not to all, we glorify God in all things we do. Yeah. We're to honor right. him. All, but in the moment, it's not, it's not the act of worship that yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, to yeah. me, it's very different than if it was like, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to take that song and we're going to do it on, on Sunday mm -hmm. with uh, three three dancers. I To me, that's why I'd be mm -hmm. like, well, guys, now we got to really talk about this. We got to really yeah. say, does this glorify God or does this an excuse where we just say we want someone to use their gifts? Like, well, your gifts are meant to glorify God. If the action and the attributes mm -hmm. are not glorifying God, there's a way to do it in a way that glorify God glorifies God. And mm -hmm. I think that's the difference. But some people won't live in the gray. They'll just say but you need to tell me if it's right or wrong, mm -hmm. period, point blank. Right. And I'm like, yeah. well, there's context. Right. Where Where is it? What's it going on? Right. Is it going on TikTok? Is it a place of worship? Is it an yeah. act of worship? And then that's where you start to build these parameters yeah. of, of, of what it is. Like <clears throat> for me, um, like, like my son, my son, you know, I believe Halloween goes way back further to, to what people try to put in the dynamic, d d demonic sense. Mm. So like you take Halloween, um, Halloween became famous because of the church. And a lot of people don't know mm. that. You see, you see early on in America, when, when most, where most people lived, which were in major cities, this is before um you know vehicles this is early 1900s but so before everyone had a vehicle so the average person lived in a major city you lived in new york you lived in illinois or you lived in chicago you lived in los angeles you didn't live in these suburbs that we've now created as cars gave us the ability to travel longer distances at faster speeds yeah. so um all all saints eve and things like that uh, trick or treating became a thing where kids started actually. Um, they started. They started. They started hurting people's houses. So they started. They started throwing like little. They would put you know poop on people's doorstep and light wow. it on fire. They would break windows and cars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But no one was doing. There was no trick or treating. There was no candy. There was no dressing up. It was just October thirty first. Kids were mischievous, mm -hmm. and so the church was like, hey. What if we, it, so you're talking, you could go back, it's Chicago and a few other big main cities. Churches start saying, what if we opened up our, our, our communal spaces where normally we have fellowship halls, that's big in older churches, they call them fellowship halls, where it, everyone eats after service. Hmm. So they said, what if we open up our fellowship halls 
and we start giving away candy and we hold competitions for kids and games. This is a hundred years ago. And the kids can dress up. We could give away prizes. We could get them off the streets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So churches all over America started doing that. So, so the culture of what we know as currently Halloween was actually started by the church. Yeah. So, yeah. but you look taking, at... You taking, know, like, like, it's like, like the cross, right? Taking something negative and turning into a positive. 100%. You know, using what the devil meant for and evil. And exactly what and happens, it to you know, what the early church did with Christmas. And they, you know, they made Jesus' right. birthday on the 25th because right. they, were, they were combating paganism. And, yeah. and people try to demonize that stuff, but there's a root to it. And there's a reason. So for me, I'm connected with that reason. So, so... During Halloween season, and my son wants to get candy and stuff like that, and and he wants to go to a place and get. I'm okay with that, but as a church, we don't do anything on Halloween night because as a church, we don't want the church to come alongside the night and co-sign the night. And and we and used they, to though exactly but we, we had a changed, shift, but we we had a shift in our perspective because totally. it used to be more of a religious sort of a. You know, uh, it's demonic, and we need to do our own thing. But yeah, yeah. So we've but we've as you, come to our you own, you know, and yeah. A, yeah, and as we and as we did it, we did it for like fifteen years, right? We right, celebrated the right. Halloween thing. We called it Fall Fest, right? But as 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 you know, I think maturing happens. You start evaluating. You go, hey man, do people that come with this come to this from the community? They end up visiting our church, mm. and it's like, no, they don't. Mm. <laughs> it's like so. It's like, oh, they don't. Up, so it's not evangelistic, and we and we fake it, and we say, oh, it's for evangelism, and no, it's not. It, it's no one's getting saved through it you know like just be honest you're trying to you're trying to put but but to me it's one thing if you're still pulling people off the community if you live in a community where that needs to be done and you're able to pull people off the streets that are doing bad things into it cool great but for us we found that that it became a place where people would just come and they would wear they would dress up as the bride of frankenstein and they would dress up as scream and and we're just like what are we doing we're kind of co-signing on this whole thing um, in my personal life with my family, I'm able to teach my kids and I'm, me and my wife are able to do it in an appropriate sense mm-hmm. where we train our kids the history behind this season and how the church really helped formulate what we know it today on the healthy side. Mm-hmm. But I can't do that amongst thousands of people. So when we do it as a church, you can't educate that many people to have the maturity to understand what this is. So instead you end up just like, really co-signing. And I say that to say, because when it comes to the relevancy thing, I think a lot of churches try to do the relevancy thing to reach people. And all they end up doing is co-signing on that culture. It's yeah. It becomes a cheap, thing, you know, it, become a, so it becomes a cheap imitation. Like our fall yeah. fast, like who are we kidding ourselves? We're doing the same exact thing, yeah. but we're just putting the candy in our trunks. And I mean, I, yeah. not to hate on it. Like I, I thought yeah. I, had so, I had fun times, but, um, but yeah, it's one an, another one of those things where why not just live in the world but not be of the world and and this is not something that is sinful like it's just not going yeah. from house to house and and not only that you use it as a like if use it as a form of evangelism yeah. like use it to 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 mingle with your neighbors you use it to have conversations yeah. with your neighbors to 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 befriend their kids say hey you look great and you know use it to to strengthen your community in that regard and you yeah. know and that's ended up what happening. So when they, you know, give the best candy. When, when the church, you know? yeah, <laughs> when the, you're the Christian, give, the, the Christians give the best candy. Yeah, yeah, let them you know. know. Yeah, you know, and, and and still put that Jesus is the reason for the season thing. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. like like, but but to me that that's what it is. Is like so as as uh, suburban places became a big deal, and the church used to be the hub for these Halloween nights. 
um, people said, okay, because there weren't churches readily available in the suburbs. So that's what happened. So everyone in the neighborhood started saying, well, we'll just all at our houses offer candy like the church used to do. And then everyone could just walk around. Yeah. So, you know, when people try to say, oh, this and, 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 you know, is there, is there just so happen to be a night as well where, where there's paganism that happens and stuff like that? Yeah. But that there's also nights that that happens all the time. If you really study paganism and, and demonology, yeah. like, yeah. like you, you just got to lock yourself in a house then if you don't want to do Dude, stuff. Dude, I was on, on a run one night. I was on a run one night a few years back and I was running through a park and I just saw these, a bunch of dark figures just in a circle, like doing seances. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and to like, someone who argues about Halloween in that fact, you should have known what that day was and you shouldn't have been out running. You know, like, <laughs> it's just like, it's the weirdest stuff yeah, that but, we do, right? Yeah, what do you guys so, do? They're always I was there. actually talking yeah. to a guy and for about a couple months and it gets around October and we started talking about, he's very conservative, very black and white type of Christian. And yeah. we started talking about uh, Halloween and um, how he would raise his children and, and talking about Halloween in that regard. And um, he asked, like, would you ever allow your kids to dress up for Halloween or or give them candy I was like I, yeah I think I, I would teach them the background behind it but I, it's not something that I would say no they can't be involved in it in the way you know yeah. in, in a way that is okay under me mothering them and he cut it off with me because he said oh, wow. uh, <laughs> you you agree wow. with Satan and this is Satan's day and how dare you say you could dress oh, up your kids wow. um, so you're, you're really following the ways of the Satan Satan I thought you were different and I'm like okay it ended he did, yeah. he ended up marrying this Olympic runner who is one of those Christians who like I wear a necklace that has a cross on it, Christian, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, and that's yeah. the extent. I'm yeah. like, but you stop talking to me because I would put my kids in a dinosaur suit. Are you oh, kidding me? Dang. I have still you need healed, to heal from it. I need to heal. What are you talking oh, about? Snap. It like have you heal? Yeah. Hey, I think there's a couple good things in that story. Number one. Number one. Okay. Number one. You may not like to hear it, but that sounds like a pretty good guy. He knew where to. He knew where he wanted to stop, and you 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 weren't in agreement with him. Yeah. So he ended it. So, I yeah. mean, that's more, yeah, more men. You can't fault more, anybody. More for men that. need to be like that today because yeah. not yeah. a lot of men that, that have anything to stand. Right, right. They'll just they'll you know, just go with whatever oh, their yeah, woman wants them want. to believe yeah, yeah. or do, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just oh. to get the you know what. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. So that's that was a plus side about the guy. But second of all, was it a little extreme? What? Yeah, is it a little? Yeah, I'm not gonna say I immature, follow but, Satan. But Are you, you uh, kidding me? Well, yeah, but I mean, do you? No. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> Let's make it clear. But I think, yeah, I think that's the problem. Is again, like we 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 struggle to find nuance in things. Mm -hmm. We we struggle to we. Sh it's everything. It's the baby out with the bathwater in sure. everything. So yeah. when I talk to people, if anyone, if anyone that is in this conversation right now. If they are anti anything, um, if they're anti just Halloween season in general, mm -hmm. then they have to be anti Christmas, Christmas as, well. as well. You have to yeah. because 100%. because Christmas did come as a root of paganism and Christianity trying to combat the paganistic ideals by celebrating Jesus's yeah. birth because we didn't know Jesus's birth mm -hmm. date. So so you're gonna find the best date. They 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 found. We know now it was probably closely more into the spring, but. 
they chose, okay, December 25th is where we're going to celebrate the birth of our mm. Savior because it combats a pagan holiday. Yeah. And then I always tell people today, do you know what that pagan holiday is? 90% of people don't know. So did Christianity do a good job mm. at, at blitzing? Yeah. Yeah, Blitzing that pagan holiday, counter, the counterattack, yeah, effective counterattack. <laughs> <laughs> but so a lot of people lose. Jesus the, won, <laughs> devil zero. I'm so, send I mean, this link to the guy. Uh, yeah, ha Halloween doing. has those same nuances. Where, where if anyone, if if anyone wants to think anything good about Halloween today, you think the church. If anyone wants to be mad about anything about Halloween, you'd be mad at the church. Mm -hmm. You could, but I mean, a hundred years ago, the church. What we know Halloween to be today was the church's fault, 100%. Mm. Then when you get into the 80s and 90s and you see move, really movie culture is what made it. You get movies like Exorcism and Mike Myers. Mm. It started progressing Halloween into very, very much dark. more of the dark side of things. Mm. Yeah. But if you just go study Halloween from 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, it was a community, communal experience that was a time for children uh, to, to, to have fun mm -hmm. and to go out in the community. Yep. But it, but it, but there was even pre that kids that were mischievous, they did trick mm -hmm. and treat and all these things, but the church helped solve that. The church changed it from a night of havoc to a night of celebration mm -hmm. of community and, a, 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 and a being in your community and having fun together. Yep. And like you just said, is like, I think that's a, like we grew up where our parents, which is fine, would print a sign on our door and say, uh, this day, this day, basically this day is Satan's. We don't celebrate <laughs> no, Halloween, right? You know, like we don't celebrate yeah. Halloween. Yeah, so right? we were the we prudes in our neighborhood. <laughs> we, we were the prudes. And, and then sure yeah. enough, the next day, none of yeah. our neighbors still talked to us. Yeah, yeah. After that, we were, none of our yeah, neighbors still. Because we you became that yeah. family that was like, that's the thing. It's not, it's just not a good witness. It's not a good witness. And you you could be a better witness by participating in the event and taking advantage of it. Yeah, and doing what's appropriate for you. Yeah. You know, whether there's inappropriate things in or not as long as you're not attracting as long as you're not participating in that aspect then uh then then it's completely appropriate you know um yeah um, in that sense even though again we live with this conversation is meant to have a nuance so people are going to say no absolutely not which that's yeah. the beauty is you could do whatever you want i just don't think like you said you should get to the place where it says well that's you worship Satan. well this and, falls in the know? category biblically scripturally of when paul's talking to i think it's the corinthians about the, the some people believe you should eat certain things mm -hmm. some people mm -hmm. believe you shouldn't and he says for the sake of the weaker brother you know you 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 have you have you have wisdom you have discernment for the sake of the weaker brother so like if i find it's okay to, to drink drink a beer every now and again and I, a, a person just is in aa a fellow believer and they're struggling with addiction i'm not going to i'm not going to drink beer around that person right. if mm -hmm. they think that it's a sin just to have no alcohol whatsoever and they're struggling with that in their conscience um, in the scripture said well in, in the in the context of, of Paul, it was more the, the food sacrifice to idols and it had to do with, you know, like pork and stuff. But but there, there's a lot of correlation with our day and age. Like, yeah, no, like, it's the same principle. Like Paul it's wasn't the same saying principle. Paul Alcohol. Was, yeah, yeah. So, so Paul, Paul calls this the weaker brother. Yeah. Paul calls it the weaker brother, which is interesting because for Paul, the stronger brother is, is, is a person who's, who's, who's able to, to um, still enjoy life and enjoy these things and be able to control it mm -hmm. you know so that that's still able to enjoy these foods and enjoy mm -hmm. drinks and enjoy um certain relationships but able to do it in a godly fashion in a self-controlled way some people can't do that they'll just go over the edge into addiction right, right. those are the weaker weaker yeah. brothers mm -hmm. and, and more than and likely so, yeah. like in paul's sense like 
he's 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 speaking of people who probably were saved out of that pagan act, right? Who they did on a regular, uh, um, um, because it was very common. You would first sacrifice the animal unto the god, and then obviously the god's not going to eat it. So um, then you can eat it. Then you, as a community, can consume it. So, so it did already have a demonic um, mm. sacrifice that happened. And what Paul was saying is actually, as a believer, none of that stuff has effect on you. The, like like the sacrifice that happened, it, the number one, it's not a real God. So even if it was a demonic God, it's a God that doesn't have any power. So yeah, you can eat it. It doesn't matter. But he said, but basically yeah. it's like, but if someone was saved out of that, out of that aspect, then respect them by by not getting that food that was sacrificed to the idols. Yep. If you have them over your house, they yep. might ask you, hey, was this sacrificed to idols? You want to make sure if you're going to host yeah. it at your home, you make sure you get one of the ones from the from the Jewish, from the halal side, that you know it went through a process of cleansing. Mm. Then the pagan side, that's respect. And so I think within the Halloween conversation or anything else, it's like, if you have someone that was directly saved out of satanic right. practice, directly right. saved Some out of Halloween, or yeah, Halloween was their Luciferian. Act. They yeah. would they they would sacrifice they would a cat. Seances they would do seances, freaking astral projection. Yes, ha have the re have the respect. <laughs> Curse the, neighborhood, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Put rocks on people's front doors that right, are stacked, right, right. and right. do all the things that you know that these seances do. Even though we would laugh and say, "Well, as Christians, Romans chapter eight, man, I right. I have freedom from that." That's the there's you can't put a curse on me. You can't. Put, I'm a believer. You can't yeah. do that. That's the biblical mature side. But then the like you said, the weaker brother, the loving side says, you know what? For respect for you, I'm gonna I'm gonna tone down. You know what it is that we're doing this season, type mm. of thing. Um, if I met someone that was, um, you know, from the Nordic side of tracks that uses the Christmas season as a way where they they um, they worship Nordic um, um, gods and they actually used the Christmas tree. In a in a in a in a in a in a sacrificial sense, in a pagan sense, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to respect them when they get saved out of that to say, "Well, I don't do Christmas trees." Well, why don't they tell me? I'm like, "Oh, well, you were actually using that as a form of demonic worship." Then yes, I'm going to respect you. You know, mm -hmm. it's not you. It's not you just thinking that something came from it because at the end of the day, Satan didn't make the 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 Christmas tree, the pine tree. God did right, right? and so he, and, and you know they, the it, Illuminati is big on triangles. Like God yeah. created the triangles, so, right? You know, don't freak out when you yeah. see a triangle. Just, but oh, I can I do. can put a triangle in a church service. God created the triangle. Yeah, happened yeah. to me one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got you. <laughs> anyway, no, yeah, we could just get yeah. into whole that. Dude, while whole we're on this but, Christianity yeah, but, versus paganism conversation, I think we have uh -oh. a video that speaks. See, we don't more even leave into these things. You, so can, can we purpose. hit that game? You got something, Gabe? You got a paganism video? Gabe's ready. I didn't know this, dude. Gabe's ready. Who's that Mr. Wilson in the back who keeps walking by? I can't read. Controversial opinion. I am on Mr. Il attend devant cette photo dont il n'est pas fou, il y croit c'est tout, il la voit partout, il est en debout, il rose à la main. Why are they collecting cat why are they connected Catholic with Satanism? What's what's yeah, <laughs> 
Well, they're saying, did you see the beginning part? Wait, there's Paul Washer? What's going on? Did you see the beginning of what it says? No, no. The, the argument she's making, the argument she's making is, uh, is Christians are witches because look at our relics that we use. Look at our prayers. Look at our, oh, okay. look at our, our rituals, our systems. We're okay. just uh, I, okay. I, we're just I can't, powerful. I can't read that. I know. I can't see that. I read the beginning. It's basically Christians are powerful witches themselves. Who are they fooling? Like they're, they're witches as well. Oh, that's you know? interesting logic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it interesting? I'm just trying to understand the point of that video because, uh, okay, so I don't understand the point because I couldn't read it. So okay. I, I couldn't, I don't know what the, what the argument is. So her argument is, is if you look at Christianity, um, by the way, I'm a golfer. I'm not sponsored by Bridgestone today, but if Bridgestone would like to holler at your boy, <laughs> yeah. golf, golf balls, Birds, um, yeah, entry, entry code. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically what she's trying to argue is within, within various forms of Christianity, we have quote unquote rituals. We have to them seances of talking to God, divination, um, we have prayers that we believe can manipulate things and, you know, there's curses that are in the Bible and blah, blah, blah. So she's basically saying, it, you know, Christians are just very powerful witches, you know, is, is, is all it is. And kind of Christians, you're hypocrites for saying you're not, um, that you're not witches. So her argument is that we're into sorcery. We're into witchcraft in that way. But it's, it's well, a, it's, it's kind a, of a, a, it seems to me like a, a wording. It seems thing. to me like a, the argument they had in the early church of cannibalism, exactly, where they just right. didn't understand, you know, the um, the traditions that Christians were doing. You know, when it when it came to communion, you know, we we talk about it like it's the body and blood of the Lord, and they didn't understand that, so they accused yeah. us of being cannibals. It seems to me that kind of a misunderstanding in that regard, yeah. you know. Um, okay, we're human beings. We live in a physical world. Uh, we live in a physical world. These these elements of, of of wine and bread, these physical elements of uniform in certain denominations, of traditions, of liturgies, of uh, cross relics, symbols. You know, we live in a physical. We live. We live in a. We live in a physical world, and so. You know, that's it. That, this is where I get. This is kind of where I kind of get a little, a little perturbed when it when when the hate when the hate comes for like uh, when there's when there's hate towards towards like religion. And I understand the I understand the um, the gist of that argument when people say we want to Christianity is a relationship and not a religion. Right. Uh, the point they're making. The, the point of it, the spirit of it, I understand, but at but the but error. at the same time, but at in, but at the same true. but at the yeah, but at the same time, not everything about religion is bad in the sense of it provides structure to society, it provides mm -hmm. um, discipline in our lives, it provides a physical uh, place of worship and uh, a routine because we live in a physical world. So these are all tools, you yeah. know. These cathedrals. Does Jesus really? Does really does Jesus really care about the cathedral that we built of Notre Dame that we build to glorify Him? Uh, not 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 as much as He cares about the actual love that's displayed when human beings come into that building. That's mm -hmm. Jesus's priority. Yeah. But but we still we're still physical beings in this physical world, so we build these cathedrals. You know that we we 
express ourselves our faith with and we try to give glory to God with and um and so I just don't get the logic because it's like what what's the what's the argument like just because we use physical objects like we're connected to sorcery like there there's a connection yeah. to sorcery I just don't un- yeah. it seems kind of like <laughs> well I th- and I and I think the uh I think the other aspect is you know um Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 10 says this therefore uh uh there shall be no one among you who burns his sons or daughters in an offering which the fact people were doing is wild anyone who practices divination or tells futures or interprets omens or a sorcerer and then it continues to talk about how it's not the appropriate act that, that God has not um, approved of those things. It's an abomination to the Lord your God. Uh, because what I get what they're trying to say is someone who pra- because they she looks like someone who practices divination okay. and other things like that. So what what it seems like they're trying to say is, oh, you Christians, you're just the same as us, and yet you ridicule us. You tell us what we do is wrong, and and the the, the issue is is and what God takes issue is. Is is your source of these uh, extra spiritual a- uh, actions and attributes? I just talked to a guy about this. We, I ran into him in the mall, and um, he ran up to me. Um, he was actually a Hebrew Israelite guy. Was what we were talking about? But he was a Hebrew Israelite. Happened to hear one of my messages one time. Ran into him. He's like, "Dude, I got to ask you." Um, I've been doing mushrooms and DMT and I've been talking to the other side, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, he just straight up says it, you know, and he's like, I've been, I've been talking to the other side. What he thought he was going to hear from me was he asked me, is it real? He thought he was going to hear from me say, no, it's not like, that's just, it's happening in your head. Right. But I had told, and he goes, I, you know, he goes, it's brought me closer to God, um, you know, through the process, but I have a lot of friends who have not gotten close to God because they've started when they're on the other side, when they do these mushrooms, when they do this DMT, some of my friends are doing ayahuasca, they're talking to the other spiritual sides and the other ayahuasca. Um, it's a, it's, it's, it's a same, it's a, it's a psychedelic act. It's down in like, uh, Costa Rica and it's a, it's a tea and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's something you go through Got it. and you go to the other side. Got it. A lot of people, you're speaking in tongues. You can see another <laughs> video. Anyone can look it up. There's a, there's a Mormon bishop who recently did ayahuasca, and he's actually in favor of it. But wow. but here's well, there's it, it's you know, it's going into the scientific community and becoming more validated as a legitimate source of therapy it. as yeah. a legitimate source of therapy. In to the extent that, I mean, that's a that's a whole discussion I'd love to have in the podcast. Is just yeah. you know how how should Christians view that? But yeah, yeah. But but basically, yeah. So I'm I'm talking to this guy, and he's like, you know, he he thinks I'm gonna um, disenfranchise his his experience, which that's what he's he's expecting is is me to just say, no, nah, man, it's not real. You know, it's just it's all in your head. You're going on a trip, and and uh, and I I told him, no, I I I thoroughly believe that you're tapping into something. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing, I I don't think we were created to do that. I think that's why Deuteronomy says it's an abomination right. because of our sin. Um, our sin inhibits our ability to number one, be able to handle what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And number two, um, there is a demonic side there. There is mm-hmm. one third of, there's one third of heaven that's been casted out. Who's on that side that you will interact exactly. with, that you will engage yeah. with. And someone who practices divination, witchcraft, because it's not a model of communication that God has created. Mm-hmm. 
which a lot of our rituals within our Christianity and within older things, these are given to us by God as systems of religious practice, systems to grow closer with him. What is that? That's prayer. That's reciting. That's all these things that right. we know, right? Scripture reading and right. things like that. Meditation. Mm-hmm. These are things mm-hmm. God's given us, Physical right? Physical bread and wine. 100%. Liturgies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, songs, psalms. Structure of authority, um, elder, bishop, deacon. I mean, these yeah. are all... You could have know. spiritual experiences uh, uh, singing worship, having mm-hmm. songs. Th- these are these are modems and models that God has They're given tools. us. Yeah. They're tools. They're so, not the substance. They just get us to that connection And he's with created God. us for that, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, he could have created any other form to, pr- to, to talk to him. He gave us prayer, right? Mm-hmm. So when you practice witchcraft, divination, we, we would say we don't, we're not doing any of those things because we're not, we're not per se saying that we're tapping into the other side. Yeah. We're not, we're not almost like the reason why these phenomenons of late, like Stranger Things and other things, is because there is a reality to those sides that no one wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. But there's a reality to those metaphysical sides that that we are we're also spirit. We're mind, body, spirit. So there's there's an inclination within inside of us that wants our spirit to experience the spiritual side of things, which truly is only found by the power of God, right? Right. Well, but but, yeah. they're, but they're but their spirit. So now they're so when we watch Stranger Things, we go, man, this feels oddly familiar and oddly certain aspects of it. Like otherwise, it's, part of it's just a show. But many people they watch. That's why metaphysical movies and shows and metaverse is such a big deal because people are saying this feels this feels oddly familiar, yet it it feels oddly fascinating. I feel. I feel connected to this, you know, but, but also at the same time you say, but I don't know how, I don't know where. Well, I think that's part of the fall. I think that's part of the disconnect from God that ultimately Christ um, brought us back into unity with God. But people... Well, practice, no, Ecclesiastes you know, says he's put eternity in the, in the heart of every man. Right. So there's something within us in, that knows that God exists and that there's, there's an eternal realm of, of judgment um, yeah. and, and a, a place where we have to give an account for our actions. Um, but I've given this a lot of thought because I think the Christian community needs to become more cognizant and aware with the growing development of DMT and ayahuasca because it is it is becoming more mainstream. Um, it's becoming more of a source of therapy for things like um, uh, PTSD, uh, veterans traumas, and yeah. traumas. Apparently you go into this, you have this experience and um, got, people are literally freed up from a lot of addiction and everything, but I have a, I've given this a lot of thought because so my whole understanding of it, what, what takes place is um, you, you enter the realm, you enter another dimension when you take, when you take these drugs. First of all, every religious um, experience, every religious um, religion has a mystical component to this religion, whether Judaism, Muslim, Christianity, whatever. And, th- and they understand this, 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 that you can enter this state of a higher dimension through meditation, through chants, through so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, when Christians do it, we are pursuing and we are seeking the one true God, the Lord Jesus Christ and his Father. That's who we're seeking. And oftentimes when you commit to that discipline, you will have visions and you will have spiritual experiences. Um, it, it's discipline, though. It takes discipline. And, you know... What what happens with this drug? It's a um, it, it's a um, it's a lazy way to enter the realm of what I believe is principalities and powers that Paul yeah. talks about. It's the realm of what you said. Just reiterating what you said. It's the realm of principalities and powers and spiritual forces in the heavenly places. 
and some of these some of these are their personalities differ as much as our individual personalities yeah. differ. They're, some are mischievous. Some are angels of light. Some are, um, you know, more neutral. So, but, yeah. but you know, that darkness is going to, it's going to show us what we want to, to be shown. You know, it may appear as an angel of light. Some people have experiences that are, that are more dark. Mm-hmm. So it varies. But, but I think when you, you are opening yourself up and a person who is not protected by Christ, yeah. a person who is not under the covering of the blood of Christ, of, of, yeah. of, of Christ himself, is at the mercy, like, like the, those in Ephesus who tried, to, yeah. who tried to cast out demons and they were kicked out and abused by those demons, says, Paul, we know, Jesus, we, Peter, Jesus, we know, but who are you? Yeah. In other words, uh, you're not, you're not spiritual. You're not, you're not, you're not at a level to have authority over us. And so I think when the average person goes into this place, they're just at the mercy of these, these forces. Yeah. You know, totally. and so, you know, I mean, I that's have, what's going I on. Have, I have personal experience, not with doing it, but I have personal friends um, who, who, very, very wealthy individuals were not friends anymore because of these decisions they made um, is they would go down to Costa Rica and they would do ayahuasca all the time. And it led them to uh, cheat on their spouses, divorce mm, their spouses, wow. orgies, wow, yeah. um, um, a, a love for mammon, money. Yeah. And all that. I mean, it's just the the trajectory every single person i know that it, yeah you it, don't hear it, about it, that know, like, in yeah, the pop yeah. in the pop culture right. all, at, it, you know at, oh oh i was saved of my ptsd and i was delivered of my addictions and i was yeah. shown how more loving i no, need no, to be no, no. it's like well i, I know I don't guys know in our own city right now <laughs> right now in our own city who hold ayahuascas in their living rooms and the most obscene things happen in those rooms yeah, i know it i've seen insane. video of of what happens in these rooms that you would be amazed by the sex acts everything that yeah, would be contradictory right. to i mean i mean it would i mean i i have guys that i know who end up doing it it's like yeah i had sex with three men that night Jeez. and i'm straight and you and, and i was doing ayahuasca i mean i've heard the craziest Jeez. stuff and they're coming to me because they're like i'm a pastor and they're like so what do you think about it? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I think about it? Like, did you think this is good? It's like, well, I, I, I'm full. I feel so much love, and I feel, so, you know. And it's well, like, that's the thing. It's becoming a cult because yeah. it's becoming so mainstream. It's becoming almost a religion and a cult, yeah. and even science is backing it. And the one of the key defining characteristics of a cult is sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. A lot of these gurus have harems on the side. A lot of these gurus prey on all the women yeah. that 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 follow them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, there are no you know, boundaries in yeah, that yeah. regard. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so that's what happened. So, so what I share with this young man is, is, is I fully feel, I fully, I fully am convicted, and I know that you're on the other side. I know you're talking to these, these principalities and these spirits. But what I'm telling you is, if it does not lead you to the one true God, if it does not lead you to the, to the, not only the knowledge of Jesus, but the practice of Jesus, to be a faithful follower of Jesus, the, the, the attributes of the Scripture, which I've never met someone, and I know a lot of friends who do DMT, who do mushrooms, who do ayahuasca. They're not close friends, but they're, they're, I know, no, and we've had conversations because they sought me out as a pastor. We're, we're in LA area. This is a big drug capital of the world. I mean, these conversations happen, and I've yet to hear one say, um, I've given my life to Jesus Christ because I did ayahuasca. Right, right, it's right. always the opposite. Mm-hmm. And so like what I told this young man is, um, it's just like when you get, you know, I used to drive, I used to ride a Harley, and, and the saying when you 
ride a motorcycle is it's a not it's not a matter of if you'll ever get in a car accident it's when you'll get right. in a car accident right? right and so like i tell anyone who practices those divinations practices those level of things right it's not a matter of if it'll they're go very bad. smart it's it's when yep. it'll they'll go bait bad. you because they'll, they'll tell me you. they'll, they'll, some they'll of them appear will, as an angel of light yeah. those first few times and yeah. then yeah because some of them oh, will yeah. tell me no it's been good experiences because they've been I, watching you, know, you like, your whole life yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah they've been yeah. watching you your whole life they know they they know what makes you tick they know what you, you they know your weaknesses they're going to give it to you yeah and they know what you want they're going to so offer so, you the world yeah. when, I, when i've had I, I know individuals who who they've done ayahuasca them them and their wife together with a group of people and uh them and their wife slept they had slept with everyone in the room mm-hmm. and, and and then they come out of it and they get a divorce because they cheated on each other wow. but you were high on ayahuasca and dm anyone could look up what dmt does to you but it's it's an absolute psychedelic that right. inhibits a lot of your uh Ability to control, right? Well, and I find is, that's I, no, no. One, I find you know, interesting. Like, <laughs> I, I find interesting that Terrence McKenna, who kind of started the whole DMT movement, yeah. okay, that that Joe Rogan, you know, highly highly favors because Joe Rogan's the big, he you know, ap- apostle of DMT nowadays. But um, you know, Terrence McKenna really brought it to pop culture. But I find it interesting now. Now, I'm just saying, I'm it's highly suspicious to me how Terrence McKenna died. And um, nobody seems to connect the dots. I don't know this. Okay, now this is a man. Now, now this is a man. Corey's on the edge of his. This seat. is a man who's doing this incredible therapy. He's devoting his life to this incredible therapy that does so much good. DMT, and he's he's a fit man. You know, yeah. he grew. He was in the seventies. He was this leader of this movement, and um, uh, you know, and he died of a brain tumor. Hmm. Mm. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, but, but, but it's yeah, amazing psych- to me because, a, because psychedelics yeah. is a mind altering drug. Sure. So, it, so I just find it, uh, is it, I find it a coincidence that, that the, the way God, and God bless him. I hope he's, I hope he's in a, I hope he's not suffering. I hope he's resting in peace, but I just find it interesting that this drug that he devoted his life to, that was a mind altering drug how he died was a result of a brain tumor. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And and supposedly what happens with DMT is your pineal gland, it all it all revolves around your pineal gland, which is your third eye. And um that's where the DMT is released and that's where how it takes you to, to another dimension. But like Doctor Strange. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. another point. But there's some truth yeah. to that. But so right. so so you know, I it's it could be just a coincidence, but to me to me, um, you know, if you open yourself up to sin, if you open yourself up to the enemy, the wages of sin is death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it would. But like it you would, said, yeah. I think this is huge because, believe it or not, I, ha- I have maybe more personal experiences than another human, like at least another pastor, because not only do I have people running up to me at the mall asking me about their DMT experiences, yeah. but I have, I have friends that I know who have. But the, just at least to me, I don't know how it is for other people, but to me... It is a reality that happens every single day right now. And like you said, you have the you have the apologists for it, like Joe Rogan and others who are like, you should do it once a year. You should, some will say, do it once in your life or whatever it is. But there's enough people out there who are telling people to explore it. Right now, the travel ind- industry to Costa Rica for ayahuasca yep. is insane. The wait list to go and do these oh, things yeah. is crazy. Oh, it's Three huge. years ago, no one was even doing it. No it's one was huge. even talking about it, right? Yeah. So I think as Christians, we have to be informed. To be able to talk about it, to be able to have conversation about oh, it, and you, to be, yeah, and to be able better. to articulate yeah. articulate the 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 risk. 
behind it because that's what I'm telling them. I'm telling them, listen, man, I'm not laughing because they're like, my friends are laughing at me. My friends are telling me when I do it, it's all in my head. And I'm like, listen, brother, I'm not laughing at you. It's real. Like what you're counting, it's happening, but it doesn't mean it's good for you. And it doesn't mean it should happen to you. And we as Christians, we have modems because I get a lot of Christians saying, and there was this Mormon bishop who said, I even asked the Mormon apostles, which these are the leaders of the Mormon church, can I do it as appropriate? And and they said after after much consideration, deliberation, they said it was okay for the Mormon bishop to do it. Oh, for just him to do it. For him to okay. do it. But wow. if he does it, what you know? Yeah, what, then what, that know, excuses everybody. And he's saying, as yeah. the Mormon church, they should yeah. approve it as a as a as a natural therapeutic act, right? But it's the fact of like. Listen, man, like you, you got to do a lot more research, a lot more conversation before you just go ahead and go on a podcast and co-sign on ayahuasca and on these attributes. Because everyone I know and everyone that I went, I've talked to, no, no one's growing their relationship with God in these situations. No. And the experiences they have are frightening, majority of them, majority yeah. of them. And they'll even tell you- Well, you're you, at like, their mercy. Like, yeah. You're not in control. You're, yeah. And that's the thing with Bible, as it, the reason it prohibits this type of stuff is because um, it's because the Bible prohibits anything that 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 doesn't make you sober-minded, yeah. anything that takes away your sobriety. So is alcohol bad? No. Is drunkenness bad? Yes. Why? Because we need to be sober-minded in this age. And so with, same in regards to this, it takes away your sobriety. You're at the mercy of these forces. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. nobody, nobody will co- co- comes out of this and says I was fully in control. Yeah. Of where I could go, of my environment, of who who I met. I was fully. No. You're yeah. at the mercy. Yeah. You're at the mercy of this dimension. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're affecting your pineal gland, then then obviously, because some will say, oh, I came out, I had trauma, PSD, PTSD. Well, if you are taking things that's going to affect literal chemical balances in your head, then yeah, you could... You could come out of it, and something could chemically be fixed in your head. But the but the risk of it, yeah. right? Uh, it, it, it's the risk of the of the situation. Like if I if I told you, oh, I could I could cure your cancer, but you're gonna lose your legs, right? It's like are, you're gonna start evaluating the risk of it. I, I think that's the same thing. It's like, yeah, you your chemical balance could shape in after your PTSD by doing this, mm-hmm. but at what cost? What cost are you willing to? do? And that's what I talked to that young man of like, at what cost are you wanting? Are you wanting to have these spiritual encounters? Because for me, and I've told him, I have been completely fulfilled in my life by praying in the Spirit, being in the Spirit, reading my Word, meditating on God, talking to God. I'm complete. Everything you just said does not appeal to me whatsoever of that whatever spiritual world you just experienced. But because I'm, I've seen it in the fullness of what I believe to be the way God created. But then you have people like right. Rogan and others who will try to make arguments and say, no, no, no. When uh, when Moses saw the burning bush, the burning bush well, yeah. was a psychedelic. Well, that's the thing you when, know, you, when you have a religion every, you know, and cult like, is yeah, you yeah. see everything through that lens. Yeah. Like when you, when you, when you believe in a, a religion and a cult, it's like you see everything through that lens. So it's very clear to me that he's he's so obsessed with this thing that he just sees everything through the lens yeah. through the lens of this drug. It's like his religion. Yeah. It's like his worldview. It's like his model of how he interprets the world, you know, and that's clear sign to me that that yeah. this thing is a uh, you know I, I think I think this is becoming a, a a sort of religion of our age. I think it's kind of a the uh, becoming kind of a cultish totally. sort of religion, and I think it's only going to get more mainstream un, and more popular. It's un, accessible right now, and so the more it right. becomes accessible, um, you're definitely. I mean, because from what I understand, from what I think, I I think I don't. Want, I, I, 
I might maybe be assumption, but I think doing ayahuasca is illegal in in a in. Yeah, California, you have to go America, out, out right? of state. Yeah. So I, I mean, know, out of country. So I, I know South America. <laughs> I know people who do <laughs> yeah. it in California, right? So, so um, you know, the more it becomes accepted and acceptable, like that's now where. You're well, I know people see who do cocaine. That's right, I know, right? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it, it's like, but I think. I think I think that drug would be more accessible than the ability to do ayahuasca right now, yeah. right? But the more it becomes well, you have micro dosing being talked about mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Tyson sells mushroom. Right. Mike Tyson sells his own <laughs> mushroom brand. You know, his micro dosing. Mushrooms, but the psychedelics so. is big. But, but here's what I think is big. I think that's a big sign that people want spiritual encounters. People want spiritual experience. Yeah. People understand that just like just like just like Romans chapter two, uh, just like other passages, that eternity is written in in, in our heart. That yeah. that the gospel is written on our heart, the, our creator's written on our heart, and people people are desiring access, ability to the way the days like Adam and Eve, you know, Garden of Eden was not just not just a natural place of 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 encounter. It was it was also the fullness fullness of everything God created us to be. And so not only were you full physically, you were full spiritually. You were feel, full. So when that separation occurred ever since then, people have been looking for it. That's why you read Deuteronomy. That's why there was divination back then. Yeah. There's, there's been this expression desire. It's just misappropriated. It's put in the wrong places. And the more yeah. you keep doing that, you know, it's just, it's going to continue. It's, it's Satan just baiting you. It's, well, it's we're, just, spir we're spirit, like, we're know, spirit beings. I yeah. think a great argument for the existence of God is this. Um, and as as the world becomes more evil, and 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 the world powers become more in your face about who they worship, you know, we're seeing it in music, we're seeing it in media, we're we're hearing about the the Illuminati, the Luciferianism, the the, yeah. the child sacrifices, all this stuff. Is it's becoming very clear that the world rulers and leaders believe in Satan. The, a lot of them, yeah. a lot of them have yeah. active rituals that they they undergo. So it's like. It's 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 a logical, or they believe in a scapegoat of Satan. They may say, it's oh, a logical it's Satan, consistency it's yeah. that if Satan exists, therefore God must exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so if 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 they are, you know, clearly Luciferian in some regards, there's signs of, of well, they believe of, there's power in them, of 100%. of worshiping Satan and yeah. and having these rituals and so on. Um, and giving allegiance to him in certain music and media outlets. It's like well. They obviously know something that we don't know. Yeah, like they—they're probably aware to that spirit realm, um, and they've chosen their sides. They—they've chosen their allegiance, and yeah. you know. But th I think that's a great argument for God. Like one hundred percent. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, absolutely. If if these if these people in our world powers, governments, leaders, if they clearly worship Satan. You know, God must exist. Yeah. If they believe Satan exists, God, God must exist. Yeah, with a lot of people uh, that I know, and then we'll we'll jump to whatever Gabe's got got next for us. But a lot of the people I know who end up doing these things, uh, a lot of them started out more more as atheists or agnostics. So once they do it, then they seek out the pastor and they like are trying to reconcile their experience. And they're like, oh, that guy might know about the spirit world. And obviously, I highly dissuade them and discourage them from that. But they never asked me any questions about the spirit world or about God until they did that stuff. 
Right. Now, by all means, I would I would hope that they would just naturally come to the conclusion that there's a God. Right. But but the fact is, I mean, they're still rejecting the God. But at the yeah. same time, yeah. I had been able to share the gospel right. with them because right. before that, oh, they were agnostic. They were atheists. Yeah. Then they did DMT or they did ayahuasca. And they're like, hey, man, I saw some things. What's the Bible say about this? And I'm obviously telling them that, well, that's divination. That's witchcraft. It's not biblical. But at the same time, they're like now asking questions about God, because they now recognize, well, if there's this spirit world, what's God's spirit world? And then right. but when I tell them God wants nothing to do with that, their flesh rises up. It's like, oh, all right, well, thanks for nothing. You know, <laughs> walk away. But yeah, still, yeah, yeah. it yeah. led them to a new conclusion that they hadn't had before, which is if yeah. there's this spirit world or if there's a satanic side, then there has to be a light side. There right. has to be a God side. Right. You just now then have to have the humility to submit to, to God in that sense, you know, and a lot of them don't want to do that. Oh, yeah, you know? of course. But, but yeah, absolutely. Of Le- it leads them to recognize. Well, the Satanist though. mantra is do what thou wilt. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, you, that, 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 that's what's so appealing about that side. It's like, do what thou wilt. Do yeah. whatever you want. No, no boundaries, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's what it is. It's whatever you decide to do. Gabe, what do you got for us? What's next, man? This next one. I don't one know what's next. Is, we'll close with this is, one. Uh, Atheist equals trauma. Oh shoot! You're going back into the <laughs> you're going back into the pot. All right, this is good. It does lead into what we're kind of talking about yeah. right now, for sure. A lot of comments from atheists in my YouTube comment sections on my biblical lectures. I probably read at least hundreds of them, and maybe thousands of them, but at least hundreds. And one of the things that has struck me continually is that many of the people who become atheists are reaction are reactionary and i don't mean that in a denigrating sense a huge proportion of people who are stridently atheistic were hurt very badly by people who purported to be religious when they were young and i think that also applies to dawkins by the way Uh, i've seen some some evidence for that in his public utterances and so you have people who've been terribly betrayed by what, by the agents of what was supposed to be the best. And so they carry that utter bitterness with them, that ultimate betrayal. Because I think there isn't anything worse in some sense than being betrayed by people who claim to be acting, let's say, in Christ's name. I mean, how could anything be worse than that? And so then they're driven to this atheism and they're so afraid then again to reestablish a new faith because they've been hurt so badly that they're willing to suffer this purgatorial drought of vision rather than to put themselves up on the chopping block one more time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I think there's that old adage, like the uh, the greatest lie Satan has ever told is that there's no God. And, um, you know, like the the, you know, artillery he's had ever since ever since in France with uh, with the Enlightenment era and, and the rise of atheism and, and the rise of those that would, you know, start to say that there's no God and things like that, is is that ability that if, if Satan could get someone to say that, that there's no God, then obviously there, there, you know, isn't anything else in existence. So, but I think what Jordan Peterson is saying in this is, is right on. Like the majority of people that you talk to who identify as atheists, 
um, not not only not only identify as a you know more of a, a self centered approach of life at the same time as well, but generally them come from a place of trauma, right. a place of anger. They always have a story of like, well, my grandma or my grandfather, my parents, my this right. or that, and so. But I mean. We 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 fall in line more with a um, more with a, a very old traditional way of faith, which is like the fact that you know we believe that that everyone internally Romans chapter two is the God is written on every person's heart, right? The 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 laws of God, every person knows them, right? Yeah, the conscience. Yeah, yeah, the conscience. So anyone who rejects it is is basically rejecting something that inside of them they're already they are aware of. It's a rejection. So. I, I mean, I would totally agree in the in the sense that uh, most per- people who identify as an atheist is coming from a place of pain and right. rejection. Right. No one is born an atheist. Yeah. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. some apologists yeah. would say, "I no, someone could be born an atheist. Right. They have to come to the knowledge of God." Right. I don't think so. I, right. I think no human being on this planet is. Born you have to an be atheist. taught to be an atheist. Yeah. And I think human history has shown that atheism is a pretty new thing in realm of it's like, extremely new culture yeah. popular oh, yeah. culture you know um but i do sympathize with his with an atheist who abandons god uh leaves the church because of a church trauma because um people who supposed to represent christ um don't represent christ um and you know this is this is the challenge this is the challenge of every age is the hypocrisy in the church for us in the church because um you know we just we just, there was just a scandal that came up of a popular christian apologist the popular christian apologist of our era um coming out heinous crimes um and so you know it's like it's like okay so um what were his books illegitimate? Like were his? Am I to doubt everything that came from his ministry? Everything, you know, God, God's not real because God couldn't, God yeah. couldn't clean up his life. But yeah. you know, the way the way I see it, though, the Bible, the Bible never makes the argument that like the reason you need to believe in Christ and confess Christ and and believe in God um, is is because uh, everybody who claims to believe in God is perfect. So if not everybody is perfect, then you need to abandon God. The Bible is very uh, real, real and grounded in the reality of life. There are going to be wheats among tares. There's going to be goats among sheep. You know, there's going to be these these wicked um, acts that take place within the church, and there's going to be wickedness that still takes place and grows along with the church. So while it's why while it's a horrible thing and why I sympathize with the atheist who becomes an atheist because of a church trauma, um, the Bible is not you didn't catch God by surprise. Like the Bible is present is very the Bible never says that 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 you can know God is real by the perfection of His church. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that, yeah. the Bible never says that. It assumes that there's going to be wickedness still in the church until Christ comes, um, and so. Um, you know, I would say, I would say to the atheist or anybody who abandons God or the church because of a trauma, um, which which I personally have had have had to deal with with certain circumstances that I've gone through, and you know that when you go through incredible trauma, you 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 want to deny God, you want to curse God and die. That's your inclination when God is not answering your prayer, when you 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 do feel abandoned, rejected 
by God, that is what you want to do. You want to deny God, curse God, and die. Um, And everything within you wants to do that. And I would just say, I would just say, listen, it's, you know, I would just say, you know, God understands you. God, God understands you, you know, cry out to him, seek him, and you'll find him. Um, just, you know, know that God understands and, 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 and ask yourself, you know, what inside of you, um, ask yourself, does it take, like for me, because I wanted to be an atheist, but there was something inside of me I just couldn't, because for me, this is just for me, it took more faith to be an atheist Mm -hmm. than it did to continue believing in God. Because no matter what trauma and trial I experienced, the Bible was filled with stories like that. So it's not like I could say, well, the Bible is filled with perfect situations, perfect circumstances, therefore it's not in a line. Like, like, people who believed in God went through crappy circumstances. So it's like, well, the book I believe in, I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You know, but... um, so I would say I would say it's harder. It was harder for me to believe that something came from nothing. It's harder. It was harder for me to deny that there, that a creator exists with all of this intelligence, all of this design in the universe. You know, um, it it was just it just took me more faith to be an atheist. So for mm-hmm. me, I, that just wasn't an option for me. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just couldn't yeah. go there. I just couldn't go there logically. I couldn't go there in my heart. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think there's also like the danger of like, we, you know, we have to be cautious of, a, of allowing personal experience um, to, to, to lead us to any, any proof of anything, yeah. you know, or any decision of anything. And so even for me, it's like I talk to a we'll have a lot of times people come into church and they'll have a husband or a wife and they'll identify as an atheist. It was like the moment you start engaging and talking with them, kind of like what Jordan Peterson said, there's always a story that led them to be an atheist, a mm-hmm. story, a story of trauma, of anger. Right. right. And, um, but naturally in any given scenario that would not, we, we would not, uh, say that that's a cause for anything. So let's just say, let's just say you meet a man who's an, uh, an abuser. We, we would, I think we all would agree that that man was abuser. Do all men abuse? Yeah. No, but some people will say all men abuse because one man abused. Right. Right. Um, we, we, because trauma, trauma will put you in a place that, that, that puts all and always in a category of its own. And so right. you meet one right. bad Christian, they're all bad. They're all Christians. Bad. Right. Right. You had one bad experience with God, then right. either a, uh, uh, God doesn't love me or B, there's no God because right. we're allowing the experience to dictate the decision but but we really don't practically do that anywhere else in life if I go to if I have if I have one bad experience at in and out uh, at a certain location I like I'm gonna go to another in and out or, or I'm gonna change my order next time like I'm not gonna say you know some people may act that way maybe for your first time you might do that but to me in and out has been proven to be good to me. And yeah. just because I'm going to go to In-N-Out once, or maybe I went to In-N-Out 10 times and it went bad, I still have enough experience that says, man, well, In-N-Out has been good to me. Um, uh, maybe it's the location I'm doing. I'll start If I start to really use logic, I could really try to understand. So even if I meet another Christian, they hurt me, I could maybe try to understand what did they do or what am I experiencing with God. But 
most inclination for an atheist or anyone who's re uh, rejecting God, it, it usually comes from a personal experience. And it's sad that probably more than half the times it's justified reasons for how they were treated, for how uh, the selfishness and sinfulness of humanity has taken into account. But at the yeah. same time, that, that's not a proof. That's not, that's not a... Yeah, that's not, it, yeah. It, it, it's not it's a not, proof. That's what I'm saying. It's not uh, logical. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, like, more emotional. it's more emotional. It's more of an emotional... Yeah type of reaction but it's not a logical reaction because like i said like 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 the bible never says that like the yeah. bible never says you have you're going to have a perfect life when you come to god like when you believe in god nobody can hurt you and that's another thing god's given free will to people and so you know like so if he stops yeah, yeah, one person yeah, yeah. so how is he gonna you know it's like you know he, he's he's got to allow yeah, you read uh, corinthians allow and, and, to, and and there's a there's a guy sleeping with his his stepmother yeah. when you read corinthians yeah. like that's got to be drama in Corinth, you know, like you're in church and there's a guy with a stepmom and him and his stepmom in a really small community. These churches are small. And Paul writes about it like, hey, stop sleeping with your stepmother. Like that's that's enough reason to go to enough trauma that that would involve his father's in there. I mean, you've got family, right? You have all these issues. But but at the same time, even though you could speak to an ugliness and the ugliness of that situation it, it nothing could ever lead us to the to the proof well that's the proof of why blank yeah. this, it's not it's not yeah. any anything that deals with humanity or humans when i go to a restaurant if i have a bad server i'm not going to say this restaurant is horrible i'm going to say but that's what we do nowadays that's what yelp exists for right yeah. to take one experience and cluster it into the whole brand right mm -hmm. so i go i get a bad waiter this restaurant is horrible i had a bad waiter no the the waiter was bad the restaurant could be good you got to go enough times. Yeah, but you have that. Yeah, to, you have that you know. with every institution, and that's the thing. Like there are mm -hmm. bad cops, there are bad pastors, there are bad teachers, there are bad. So for you to throw the baby out with the bathwater, then you have to do that with everything else. In in which case, don't. you would yep. you would live in a corner in Alaska, like you would not associate with any institution in yeah. your life because right, it's like right, every right. institution has bad apples. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it doesn't disprove the institute no. the the validity of the institution. Yeah. You know, yeah. The only group of individuals that I cluster all in the same is cats. <laughs> I, I, I hate cats. I've had bad. What about pretty them? Cool. They're what pretty do cool. You I know you just got them. a cat. I well, here's the thing. I've had cool. enough bad experience with cats <laughs> that I just hate them all. I just I hate them all. So there's only because you never had one. one. If you had one, they'd win your heart. I've, I've had. They have a unique way. Them. They have a unique way of, of capturing your heart. They don't care about you. No, well, you, I don't know. I don't know. Lay, I used to think that too until I got You could lay there dead, and your cat would walk right by you. Uh, well, you know, no, no, you should see this. Face, no, you need to see this you. new yeah. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, they would eat you. No. Demonic a dog, animals. a dog. Watch this. Watch Look, this Corey. new Netflix special. Uh, inside the mind of a cat. That you, it'd surprise you. No, it would surprise you. Yeah, yeah. God yeah. created all animals. They're a lot smarter. Cats. No, they're a lot cats more. Cats climbed from hell. <laughs> <laughs> all animals. They're a lot better companions than we give them credit for. They, they're pretty incredible. Oh man, I'll let yeah. you give us more personal experiences. I need more. I need more experience because loving. Well, cats I was with you. I was heart. with you until I was forced to get a cat because my daughter wanted a cat, and uh, it's a form of therapy, pet therapy. So I, we got her cat. And I mean, now we're dealing with allergies, so I may have to get rid of the thing. But, oh, man. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but for in, in the the week that we've had it, we've yeah. all really grown to love this cat. Oh man, good for you! I'll never, <laughs> I'll never. I'm training my dog to eat cats. All right, this was a good show today, guys. All right, guys. Appreciate y'all. Close it. Hey.